Hallelujah. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Uh, welcome once again. We are one week away from Christmas Day. Uh, it's the best time of the year, is it not? I mean, this right here, December, best time of the year, worshiping the Lord, uh, thanking Him for coming, uh, born, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for us, rose from the grave, in heaven preparing a place for us. Uh, this is the time to celebrate all of that, and so we, uh, we are so thankful for that. We are in the middle of, uh, or I guess at the end, not, not in the middle, we're at the end uh, of our December series here called Hark. Okay. And what does Hark mean? Listen up, that's right. When you go to lunch today, you go to the waitress, just tell her, Hark! Okay? She'll listen. Okay? They'll, they'll, they'll listen if you just yell Hark at people. Okay? So if we just yell Hark at people over and over, they'll come and they'll listen to us. Okay? So Hark means to listen up. Uh, and that's, that's what the angels uh, said to, to, uh, to the shepherds. As we've been looking through uh, some Christmas carols, I love Christmas carols, and we've been talking about it, um, on, uh, and, and the biblical truths that, that are written in these Christmas carols, uh, which is great. And so on Wednesday nights, uh, we looked at Joy to the World, and we looked at O Holy Night, and we looked at Silent Night last week. And uh, on Sunday mornings, we're looking at the song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And we've talked about uh, verse 1, uh, where he came and uh, pretty much interrupted our lives, didn't he? Um, and it needed to be interrupted. The, the, the angels interrupted the shepherd's life. And listen, the shepherds were doing fine, weren't they? And Joseph was doing fine, and Mary was doing fine, and then interruption. And we are so thankful for that interruption, because it brought us the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're thankful for that interruption. Now, last week, God is with us. Uh, the angel came and talked to Joseph. And so we're going to have a son named Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And he is a personal God. Yes, he is an infinite God. And he is big and powerful and wonderful and all this. But he's a personal God as well. So much so that he came down to this earth and actually touched us. He touched the leper and he touched the disciples. And he was, he's a personal God. And so we can know him on a personal level. So I'm thankful for that. And so today we're looking at verse 3 from Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Luke chapter 2. That's where the inspiration for the store or for the song comes from in Luke chapter 2. I'm also going to be in Malachi chapter 4. So if you want to turn over there as well, uh, we'll be in Luke chapter 2. And we'll be in Malachi chapter 4 as we look at the Word of God and we look at this verse 3 from this great song. So first of all, in Matthew chapter 1, it says, She will bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And aren't you grateful for that? Has Jesus saved you from your sins? Yes or no? Anyone? Absolutely. And so we are thankful for that. So this is the angel telling Joseph that this is going to happen. He's going to save them from their sins. Then in Luke chapter 2 is where we've been looking at uh, these last three weeks. The, the angel has appeared to the shepherd. Um, and so he's, uh, you, you imagine this this interruption of a night, the shepherds are just out there doing their shepherd thing, and all of a sudden, an angel appears out of nowhere, you know, or whatever noise they make, I don't know, and so he's up there in the sky, and he begins to talk to them, talk to these shepherds, he says, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So fear not, fear not, shepherds, for today Christ the Lord is born to you. 
And then to make it even more fearful, a bunch of angels join in behind him. <laughs> Fear not, I'm just one. And then here comes a whole host of angels. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom God is pleased. And so these angels come and they sing this song and they say, Hark, they say, listen up. Today Jesus is born. It is a new day. It is the dawn of a new day, which is what we're going to talk about uh, here today. And what, what was it like for those shepherds? Wouldn't you have liked to have been there, been a shepherd, uh, or, or just to see what was going on as these angels come and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ? So we look at this verse, uh, this third verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Uh, I love this song. It's a good song. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, right? Then the third verse goes like this. Hail the heavenly prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Now there's a, there's a lot in there, isn't it? I mean, just in that short little stanza, in those four little lines, there is a lot of information that we're going we're gonna to unpack a little bit, we're going to talk about. Um, but as we look at this, um, this kind of points to one of the things that, that Jesus is for us, and he's many things to Savior and, and Messiah and King and, and, and friend and all these things. He's also provider. Look at the things that he brings. See, he was brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but he provides gifts for us as well. Like, he gives us some of these things. Look at what he gives us. Hail the heavenly prince of peace. He brings us peace. How many of you know we need peace in our hearts and our life? How many of you know that America needs a little bit of peace? Uh, Absolutely. And so this peace that he brings us is huge for us because there is, uh, we, we go through this time of darkness and confusion and many people, we, we don't know how to live our life and we're trying to figure things out and so we look to TikTok for our answers and that's just ridiculous. Uh, why in the world would we do that? do that? They didn't provide life for us. God did. So let's go to the life giver on how we should live our life. Um, and, and so, but, but the, we live this life of confusion. We're not quite sure what to do. We're not quite sure where to go. And God comes and brings us peace. Now, that does not mean that God gets rid of our problems. Okay? Sometimes we're going to stay living with some of our problems. Sometimes our problems are sitting right next to us. No, they're not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. But we're going to continue living with them, right? (laughs) Okay? Listen, we, uh, it, it is not that God just eliminates our problems all the time. What it is is that while we are walking through this life and in these problems, God promises that he is walking with us. And he is that infinite and personal Savior that that's exactly who you want to walk with you, is the creator of life. And so he brings us peace. He's the prince of of peace, even though we, Jesus said, in this life you will have troubles, but I have overcome the world. So He is walking through this with you in peace. Then it says, "Hail the Son of Righteousness." I'm going to talk about that phrase here in just a second, but let me just mention righteousness. I am thankful that I don't go to heaven because of my righteousness, but I go because of His righteousness. Many people want to think, well, as long as I do more good things than bad things, then I should be good. That is not going to work. That does not work, okay? So we hail the Son of Righteousness. We'll get back to that that line there. Light and life 
to all he brings. So he brings light. Not just brings the light, he is the light. What does he say in John chapter 8? For I am the light of the world. He is that light. And he brings light and life. Now, light brings a lot of things. The two main things here that light brings is the number one, it exposes the sin that is in our hearts. And that is a good thing. Sin happens many times in the dark when no one else is watching and, and we think that we've hidden it. And the light comes and exposes that sin in our hearts. And we need that. If that doesn't happen, then we're going to live our life full of sin. But this light shines the light. When you, when you open up the closet and you can't see anything and you turn the light on, it shows what is really there. Not what we think is there, what is really there. And what needs to be cleaned out, we can clean it out because we see the light. And so we have that light, and so he brings that. The second thing is that not only does he expose what needs to be exposed, it lights up the direction of where we need to go. So not only does he point at you and say, sinner, he lights a path right to him so that you know where to go, which is so great. And he brings that light. So don't think that he's just up there yelling sinner at you and, and exposing, exposing your, the, the sin. He lights up a path for you to come straight to him. And that is good news. And of course, that leads to life. The life that we are supposed to live. The life that we can live in Jesus Christ is far better than the life that we can provide for ourselves. And so we're thankful for that light and that life that he brings. And then the last line of the stanza there, risen with healing in his wings. Raise your hand if you've ever been healed by Jesus. Raise your hand, I want to see it. You've ever been healed on a, on a physical, maybe even a mental, maybe even relationship. Maybe you've had a relationship that was severed and you healed that. Raise your hand if you know of someone who has been healed. Anything like that, a physical or relationship. How many of you believe that healing is for today? Come on, I'm looking for 100% because it is true. Healing is for today and he has risen with healing in his wings. He brings healing and I believe it. I believe that healing is for today. It's not just something that happened when Jesus was there. It happened, of course, in Acts afterwards with Paul and Peter, and it's happened um, ever since then. So there was written with, uh, risen with healing in his, in his wings. So we look at where this verse, this particular verse, this verse 3, is inspired from. And how many you know there's a lot of um, symbolism in the Bible? There's a lot of things that represent something. So this happens for these people, and it, it meant something to those people, but then it's also symbolism or representative of something that was later to come or something that we can be involved in here in 2022, almost 2023, believe it or not. Um, and so th there's some symbolism in the Bible that we can look at, and many times that symbolism we're able to be reminded of every single day. And so we look at that here today. Uh, look at the symbolism in the Bible. So look at Matthew, I'm sorry, Malachi chapter 4. So this stanza right here, this verse 3 of, of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, um, the whole song was inspired by Luke chapter 2. This third verse was inspired by Malachi chapter 4. So let's look at this uh, Malachi chapter 4. If you look in your Bibles, many of them you have like headings at the top of, your, at the, top of the chapter. It says, the great day of the Lord is what the top of mind says. I'm sure yours says something like that, the day of the Lord. Now, to explain that a little bit, um, again, 
with, with symbolism, we're able to look at, at different things. So this day of the Lord is actually talking about two different days. There's the day of the Lord, which is the first coming of Christ, and then there's the second coming of Christ. The first coming is what we're celebrating this month, that Jesus came, was, was born. Uh, shepherds, wise men, that's the first coming, and that's part of the day of the Lord. And then there's the day of the Lord that is in future time, the second coming of Christ, okay? And so he's able to look at this, and this is, can get confusing because our, our, the way we view time, it's chronological, you know? Christ doesn't, or God doesn't see it like that. He's outside of time, okay? So he can talk about the same thing, or he can talk, he uses the same, same phrase to talk about two different things, and it's all the same to him. He doesn't necessarily look at it chronologically. So he's looking at both of these. Malachi does this. Zechariah actually also does this as well. So he's talking about two different days of the Lord. And so that that's, can be helpful to us as, re, as we read this. So Malachi chapter 4, we're going to read verse 2. Verse 1 talks about that a day is coming um, and that those who are afar from the Lord, it's not going to be good for you. Okay, That they shall be set ablaze with fire, all of this stuff. Okay, That's not good. Verse 2 is what we're looking at here today and what, and what verse 3 of Hark the Herald Angel Sings is talking about. Verse 2 says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. So there's that phrase, Son of Righteousness. Maybe you sung that song and you thought, oh, there's a typo. Should it be the Son of Righteousness, S-O-N? No, it's the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N, which Son is the same thing. It's the Son of Righteousness, S-U-N. This is the only phrase that you see that in the Bible, is this Son of Righteousness, and it's in there on purpose. And that's why it's on purpose that in heart it says the Son of Righteousness. It's alluding to this Malachi chapter 4. So what does all this mean? That the Son of Righteousness... Many times when, when we are thinking about darkness, especially in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that darkness means that we are in sin. You've, you've read this, you understand this. When you hear about darkness, that's sin and that's wickedness or maybe ignorance. Um, and so if, if you were to go outside at 3 o'clock in the morning looking for the sun, you're not going to find it, are you? Because you're in darkness. And so you're looking around and, and maybe you start doubting that there even is a sun. Because you're looking around, and I keep hearing about this sun, but I don't see it. It's not out there, 3 o'clock in the morning. And there are people who live their life in darkness, in wickedness, and all they see is darkness around them, and they don't see the light of love. They don't see Jesus Christ. And so they begin to doubt, maybe there is no God. Maybe he's, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I keep hearing about him, but I don't see him, because all I see is darkness. That's all I see around me. But I can tell you that the sun's coming in the morning, isn't it? The sun is going to rise in the morning. The sun is in the air right now. At some point, the sun's going to set. It's going to be dark. But I promise you, the sun's going to come back up on Monday morning as well and on Tuesday morning. And this is representative for us to remind us every single day that the sun of righteousness rises every day. So even if you are living a life of sin and wickedness or even just in darkness, maybe it doesn't have to be sin, but you're just living a life of confusion and not knowing what to do. You're looking for God and you can't see him. You don't know where he is. And maybe you start to doubt him. I promise you, he is here. He is here. And he reminds us every single morning that he's here. 
that even in the darkness, the sun will rise. Even in the darkness. And so you are living in a time, and that's why I say, maybe you have lost children or parents or loved ones or friends or whatever, and you don't see how God's ever going to reach them. And maybe I'm I'm here to tell you today, the sun can rise on their life. That's why we keep praying. That's why we, did the sun rise in your life? Were you once a sinner? Were you once gone? Were you once in darkness? The sun rose, did it not? The light will dawn for his people in such a way that all the promises of the law, prophets, Lord, and the apostles will be fulfilled in them. The kingdom may come gradually, and it may not always be apparent, but it will most certainly come. And we mark that day with great celebration, right? And we celebrate. And I'm thankful, so thankful for that. God's promises will invade the world with his righteousness as the sun invades the night. How many of you have watched a sunrise? You've, like you've got up before and you've watched it. It's dark, 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 dark. And then all of a sudden you start seeing just, just a little bit of orange maybe. Or just a little bit of yellow, just a little bit, a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you, you'll, you'll give it time, like it's coming. Give it time, you'll see, that, you'll see the sun just peek over that horizon. And once you see that, it's like the darkness starts receding, like a hairline. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like it's just going away. It's moving. And the darkness is just, I mean, it's just moving, moving. And the more you see, sorry. <laughs> the more you see that sun, the more that darkness has to flee. <laughs> all right. Symbolism, okay? Here we go. The more you see that sun, the more the darkness has to flee. And it's moving away. And that sun is coming. And this day of the Lord is when Christ was born, a new day has dawned. There was darkness in the world. Remember, there was 400 years that God did not speak between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 400 years where the Lord did not speak. There was darkness in the world. The Romans had taken over, and there was sin, and there was wickedness everywhere. And then all of a sudden, an oh holy night comes about. Think about everything that happens in the story. In the story, right? So there's there's darkness, and there's night, and, and there's shepherds are there, and all of a sudden, an angel appears, and there's a radiant, glowing light piercing through the dark. Now, they didn't get their power from the S-U-N, the sun, did they? came from the light, okay, from heaven. So this light pierces. How about when the wise men were trying to find the manger? What did they follow? They followed the star in the sky, absolutely. They followed the star that was in the sky. It was a light that ran right through the darkness, and that's what Jesus did for us, that in the darkest times, the sun rises, and he was born, and a new day was born. A new day was born. In your life, maybe you've experienced darkness. Maybe you're watching online here today and, and, and you're just watching a, a Christmas service because, you know, it's Christmas time. You're supposed to watch church or something. I don't know. And you're living a life of darkness and you're not, and you're not sure why. You, you've heard of God and you've heard of Jesus and, and He's out there he's somewhere, maybe. I don't know. But it's hard to see Him because of sin and darkness in your life. And I, I'm telling you, The sun can rise for you today, right now. Right now. Just as Jesus came to this earth, and He rose, and He brought 
the light. He is the source of light. And that sun of righteousness rise. And I thank God for a sunrise. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, thick darkness upon the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. It is coming. And it came in this day. On this day, on this old holy night. And then there's going to be another time of another rising. At the end, the second coming. That is coming too, and it's coming fast, by the way. And it's coming, and we as Christians, we look forward to it. We can see sin and wickedness in our day today, can we not? Can we see confusion in our day? And maybe we see, I don't see how it can get any worse. We, I, I don't know. But I do know that a sunrise is coming. Zechariah uh, even talked about this, talking about John the Baptist's father. Luke chapter 1. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. See? That, that light exposes the sin of darkness in our heart, but then it also, also guides our feet into the way of peace. You want the light in your life. In times of sin, that's when you feel like you want to kind of close in. You don't want anybody in. You don't want anybody to know what you have done. Because it's embarrassing. And it shows weakness and all these things. But there is no way to get out of that darkness if not for the light of Jesus Christ. You want that to be exposed onto you. The song Silent Night even talked about this. Once again, in verse 3. Y'all love Silent Night, right? You know the song Silent Night? Verse 3 goes, Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, Love's pure light, Radiant beams from Thy holy face, With the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord of thy birth. Jesus, Lord of thy birth. The dawn of redeeming grace. That's who Jesus is. It's a dawn, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. When Jesus came to this earth, it is a new day. Things change. Things are now different. The Son of God has now come to earth. And we sing about it at Christmas, whether we realize it or not. We sing about it at Christmas that it is this new light that has been brought. To us. What happened on Easter Sunday morning even? It was dark and dark. And the Son of of God died on the cross. And He's been in the grave. But what happened when the sun rose? The sun rose. (laughs) When the sun rose, the sun rose. And it was a new day. And it was a great new day. I'm thankful for that day. The light exposes our sin but it also lights our path. It would be so silly to go out in the middle of the day like today right now and to light a candle and to walk outside and try to find our car. You know? I mean, that would just be silly. We have, we have this light and, we're, and we got this candle and we walk out here like right now and we're going to try to find our car and we're like shining things like this. That, that is just as silly as trying to earn salvation with our own righteousness, with our own way of doing it. God already is the light. You don't have to shine your own little bitty light. It does not compare to the light that the sun provides. He is enough. 
It's not the son plus my little righteousness and I'll make it through. No, just him. That's all you need is Jesus Christ. Then it says, risen with healing in his wings, right? That's what the song says. And it says, the son of righteousness will rise. So we have this new day with healing in his wings. So you've got, you, you kind of had a picture this sunlight, these sunbeams that shoot down to earth, right? It's kind of representative of his wings. So there is healing that is provided in him, right? Do we believe that? We still believe that, right? That healing is for today. God's people will be spiritually restored and renewed as well as physically as well. These sunbeams, they bring healing. You don't need any light or warmth. You look at exposure to sunlight, and do you know that that sunlight actually helps our physical body. Do you know this? We have some nurses in the, in the room or some doctors that can help me out here. There's a couple of things that you get just by benefit of being outside and in the sun. First of all, it helps you sleep later. When the sun sets, naturally melatonin comes in, into your body. But if you've been out into the sun, it comes faster and quicker so that you can go to sleep later on. So being exposed to sunlight helps you sleep and it reduces stress. Mixes with the chemicals in your body there, it reduces stress. So what does sunlight bring you? If it helps you sleep and it reduces stress, sunlight brings you peace. There's also natural vitamin D that happens. That vitamin D helps maintain the calcium in your bones. It makes your bones strong. Just by getting out in the sun every once in a while makes your bones strong. So what is that bringing you? Strength. Sunlight is bringing you peace bringing you strength. It also fights off disease. And how does it do that? It, it helps bolster your immune system. So if you get out in the sun a little bit, your immune system starts working a little bit. It's bringing you healing. So this provider, this sun, brings you peace, strength, healing, light, and salvation. And we get this representative every single day of our life. Anytime you look at the S-U-N, you can think of the S-O-N. Because that's what he brings us. Peace and strength and healing, light and salvation. That's why I thought it was always weird. When, when COVID happened, the response was everyone to get into your house and like shut the shades and just like hunker down and don't do anything. Don't go outside. And I'm thinking, doesn't that, like, the sun helps you a little bit, doesn't it? Like, don't you get out in the sun just a little bit? And then we come out months later and find out, oh, yeah, actually the sun would help kind of fight all that off. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Why, why, why we think, but it's the same, same thing with sin, too. When we start feeling that, we want to hunger down. We want to close inside of ourselves. We don't want to get out. We don't want to see other people. But stepping out into the sunlight would have actually helped us a little bit. Because there is healing in that. You guys remember sun in? That stuff that you put on your hair to make it blonder? Remember that stuff? When, when I was a kid... Uh, my, my hair was a lot blonder, and then as I became a teenager, my hair started to turn brown, and my mom didn't like that, so she kept putting sun in in my hair, and she'd put it in, and then you know, I had to go outside and play or whatever, uh, and so I remember one time in particular, I was at home, and I was playing uh, video games, and it was a nice sunny day, and I'm inside playing video games, and she walks in with, with a half a lemon, like she had cut a lemon, and set it on my head and started moving it around like this. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she says, all right, go outside and play. I want your hair blonde. Is that, is that behavior normal? 
Is that? I don't even. It was the 90s, man. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, hopefully that peels back a, another layer of who exactly I am. That's, that was my childhood. Squash. Now you know some of why I am. <laughs> Threw a lemon on my head. Rub the lemon on my head. Go outside. I want you to have blonde hair. It did not work. That's what I know. It's so weird. I don't know if the sun can magically make your hair blonde again. I don't think so, okay? However, it can be a very good representation that every day He is above us and provides healing for us. We make it so hard. Like we, like we feel like we have to add like all this stuff. If, we just get, if we're in darkness, get close to the light. If you're in darkness, get close to the light. And we, we want to make it, we make things so hard for ourselves. Like we, we try to add all this, this other stuff. And, and, and there's so many things in life are actually simple that we try to make so hard. It, it, if you want to get fit, look, diet and exercise. Like what are you eating and what are you doing, okay? That, that, that's simple. If, if you're having trouble with marriage, with your marriage, look, talk to each other, communicate, Okay? Like, do things for the other person and don't be selfish about everything. It's like simple, simple things. It's not like a 15-step whatever to a better marriage. It's like do the simple things. Talk to each other. Go on a date, okay? And talk to each other and do things for the other person and love the other person like we're supposed to, right? Some of these simple things. And then, like, we, we try to become a Christian and, like, okay, I'll go on, on Sundays and I'll worship the Lord. But, you know, the rest of the week i got to figure out work for myself. We make things so hard. So like on Sundays, I'll do things for this, and then, but you know, the rest of the week, I got to make that money, and I got to da 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 all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's like, uh, can we just follow the Lord here? Follow the Lord. We, we try to separate. Colossians 3.17 says that whatever you do in word or deed, do it all for the glory of the Lord. So even at work, you are glorifying the Lord. You're praising the Lord. And if you... And if you can't do something and glorify the Lord, then don't do that thing. Let's not make it hard. If you can't praise the Lord and worship the Lord and glory the Lord in this, then don't do that. Then don't do that. We make it so hard sometimes. But there is healing that comes. And I absolutely believe in healing for today. The healing that Jesus, remember he talked about the day of the Lord. So we got the day of the Lord at Christmas time. So when he came and he began to heal these physical people, uh, the man with leprosy, woman with the issue of blood, and, and raised Lazarus from the dead, yes, those are physical healings for the day, but it also pointed to a greater healing overall that's coming one day. And we're looking forward to that as well. We have a physical healing that is for us today, but we have a spiritual healing that is coming on that great day. And those things point forward to that. And I'm thankful for that. Then the rest of the verse in Malachi. Look at our verse again. Let's go back to our verse. There it is. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. Now, I'm not a farmer, but I've seen this before. So you, gain, you bring the, 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 the cows, the calves, whatever, bring them into the barn, and they're in, they're in darkness, and the gate's shut up, and they're there, and they've got to stay there all night and whatever. And then when the sun comes up, farmer comes out and opens that gate, and the calves, they don't, you know, waddle out like you do looking for coffee, okay? They're not, they're not, that's not what they do, and their hair's messed up. They spring out of there, man, and they run out to the pasture, and they're jumping on this. Why? 
because they now have freedom from the darkness that they've experienced all night, and they see the sunlight, and they run out. God has given us all these representations that we get to look at, and that's what we are going to feel like. On that day, we will finally be free from these decaying bodies that we have, that all of us have. We're going to be with Him in glory, and I'm so thankful for it. And we can look forward to that day, and we can leap and jump and be as happy as a cow at a new gate. Isn't that what it is? Something like that. The rest of the verse, of verse 3. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. That's why he came. That's why he came. He gave us that second chance. When, when, when the sun eclipsed that horizon, when he was born, he was born that we may not die. Again, he's not talking physically, he's talking spiritually. We think physically too much. He's talking spiritually. You're not going to die a spiritual death. He makes that available to all of us. To every one of us in this room, to those watching online, that is available to you. This spiritual life that he brings. Brings to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Give us a second chance. in that second birth. And that's what he was talking about with Nicodemus in John chapter 3. When he said, how can I be born again, go back to my mother's womb? No, it, we, we think physical far too much. He's talking spiritually speaking. Spiritually speaking, there is going to be healing for you. Spiritually speaking, there is a second birth for you. Spiritually speaking, I have raised you up. Galatians chapter 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. So the time had come, and it's time for him to be born. And what did he come to do? Verse 5, To redeem those who were under the law so that they might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. There's something inside of all of us that cries out to God. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. He made it available for us to come to him as adopted sons. What does that mean? I want you. If you're adopted, that means that the parents, mom, dad, they want you. This is who I want. And Jesus Christ came to this earth. Why? Because he wants you. He wants you. He does not want you to live a life full of 3 a.m. darkness, not believing that there even is a son. He wants you to know that he is real and that he died for you and that he loves you and that he is providing a way right to you and a path for your life. He wants you. He wants you. There's nothing that you've done. He says, nope, I don't want him anymore. He wants you. And if you're here today, you're watching online, and you have this living in this darkness, I want you to know that it's sunrise time. It's morning time. It is a new day. It is a new day. And so what is our response, the response of his people to this news? It's the last line of the song. Hark, listen up, hark. The herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. We say glory. We say praise you, God. Hark, the herald angels sing. Listen to what the angels are singing about. Listen to what they have to say. 
They say that the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ is here. And so our response can only be to worship him, to give our lives to him and to praise him. So we're going to have an opportunity to do that here today. If you would stand this morning, we're going to go into a time of prayer and then a time of worship as well. And I want to give opportunity. If you're here today, watching from your computer, and you're living a time in that darkness. And for the most part, when we say darkness, we do mean sin. And we've got to be honest about that. Living in sin in that darkness. Jesus can be the light in your life. If you just accept Him. If you accept, if you accept Jesus Christ, you turn from your wicked ways, you walk out of the darkness and into His life. You have to repent. There is absolute repentance. Absolutely. So many times when we talk about darkness, that, that we are mainly talking about sin. However, maybe you're in, you're in a part of your life where you need some direction. You're not sure where to go, what to do. Retirement's coming up, or I'm trying to figure out who to marry. or I mean, all these different questions that we face in our life, and we feel sometimes in the dark. It's not because of sin, but we just feel in this dark. And we haven't asked the Lord, Lord, which way do I go? What do I do? In those ways, you can step out of the darkness and into light as well. And I want to provide that chance as well. So I want to open up these altars, open up a a time for us to pray. Can we take just a couple of minutes and pray? Talk to the Lord. If nothing else, we can say, thank you for this dawning of a new day. Thank you for a dawning of a new day. So can we take just a couple of minutes If you would, find a place to pray. If you want me to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. I'll be right over here. To my right, your left, I would love to pray with you. But quit take just a few minutes and pray. If we're in this darkness, we need to run to the light. Run to the light who is Jesus Christ. And after we've prayed for a while, we're going to sing another song together and worship the Lord because that should be our response is to worship Him. So let's find a place to pray. Now let's do that here this morning. Hallelujah. The long-expected king. Are you grateful he came? (laughs) Love this time of year. It it, it brings us all back up. I mean, obviously it's one of these that that we think about all year long. But while we're here, while we're in it, we we praise the Lord. We lift him up with all that we have. So as we leave today, let's bring light and life with us to all those we see right? Let's not just hold it for ourselves. Let's send it out. Send it out to our family, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to our whoever. Send this, this out. Let's not hold it for ourselves. I'm so thankful that he came for all of us. For all of us. Well, I pray, we pray that you have a great week this week. Uh, let, me, let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Thank you for the light and life that you bring, healing in, in your wings, um, all that you've provided for us. God, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you that you give us remembrances and representation of you every single day. Every single day there is a sunrise that reminds us of what you've done for us, that you're here. It's a new day because you're here. And so we thank you for that. And pray that you'll be with us this week. 
some who are going to be traveling and, and, and having people in uh, at their house, family over or friends or whoever, Lord. And, and for some, this can, be, this can be a tough time. And so, Lord, I just pray for your peace to be with them as well. Uh, you are God with us, and I pray that you would be with those, that you would send your spirit uh, to, to lift uh, our spirits and their spirits, Lord. Be with those. Lord, we, we love you. We praise you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.